Welcome to the Gathering Place Church weekly podcast. We hope today's message ignites, equips, and challenges you to live out your Christian faith and to bring healing to a broken world. I was thinking of a maturity moment for us this morning. Is many times the temptation to be can be when we begin pursuing God, when we begin looking for solutions or try to get our life back in order. Many times pain leads us to the house of God or leads us to the word of God. But here's your mature thought or your mature moment for today. Is be a Christian that just doesn't allow your pain to get you to God, but allow your decisions to get you to God. You don't have to be in pain for something to get stirred in your life than to get things right. Here's a hard reality. Many Christians only burn for God when something is burning in their life. And if we want to be mature Christians, can we burn when something else isn't burning? Can we have that controlled burn, that fireplace that is burning in spite of the circumstance, in spite of the pain? I'm not saying if God uses our pain, and he does, thank the Lord that he does. But if you want to be a consistent in rhythm Christian, you can burn every day, not just when something is burning in your life. If you would repeat after me this morning, say this, say, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is my bondage breaker. And today, I'm going to be unbound in Jesus' name. If you lift your hands, we're going to pray. Father, we thank you today for your house, your people, your word. Faith is here in the room today. I believe the message today on what to do when I no longer know what to do is specifically for somebody. They're going to unlock a point of strength that they didn't know they had in you. Something's going to be renewed, revitalized. So, Father, we thank you that right now we're not here by accident. This is not another Sunday, as we've said. We're not playing church. But we wrestle with the scriptures today. And we thank you that we are an unbound people when the Spirit of God touches our lives. So unwind, untangle, unbound through the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16, when we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of our flesh. We walk today, and we fulfill the purposes of God, not our purposes, not what we want. Church today is not about me, and it's not about you. It is about Him. So we fixate our attention on Christ, the great I Am, the one who rescues, the one who makes dead things come to life today. Father, we believe there's faith here. Your word is here. Your spirit is here. That is going to touch dead things, not just dormant things, but dead things within your people today. We call them forth and we call them to come alive. In the mighty, strong, powerful name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. 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 Wonderful worship today. Thank you, guys. Threw you a little teaser. Christian on the bass, you better look out. But it's 
a good day today to be in God's house and encourage you to take notes today. Um, I've got points for you. It's been three, four months since I've got points, but we got points again. I'll go back and forth. Sometimes we don't need points. We just need to let it simmer and we've got to just allow the flow of what God's doing. But today we got points. Um, and if I start preaching good, you better watch out because if you don't shout me down on trail will or um, Sister Kim, you came in in, in, the, in the last hour last week and you came in and I'm like, there's my angel preaching me down. So you showed up just in time. That's right. There you go. Hey, if you're like me, I, I'm introverted. So sometimes I got to think it and I'm jumping up and down inside. Okay. So you're not off the hook, but if you're jumping up and down inside, you're okay. But I want to deal with kind of topics is we're still in this series on walking in the spirit of what are uh, now getting into really more specifics of different vices or points of bondage that keep you bound, that keep you um, unfruitful, that keep you unproductive. And the, uh, really the vice I want to talk about today is stress. Anybody stressed today? You've been stressed this morning? I think stress is something we all deal with, and quite frankly, we struggle in how to handle our stress. And uh, you could put another, uh, another sermon title on the message today, and it's his strength for my stress. Because you can't handle your stress in your strength, amen. We can only handle stress in his strength. And is a husband, a father of four, a pastor, a business owner, there is a door of stress that is opened before you even open your eyes. And the thing I've come to find is if you want success in your life and in your walk with God, it does not mean the elimination of stress. And I wanna encourage you of how you can really change some things in your prayer life today, that you don't pray away the stress, but you pray for your strength to be renewed to handle the stress so you can see success in that. Now, I'm not talking, we all need vacations, we all need rest, and we've got to rest with purpose, and we've got to be intentional not to just live so um, bound by financial debt, bound by toxic relationships, bound by vices in our life where we're frustrated, we're angry, we're choppy, we're moody. And I really want to be more practical today with you to encourage you of how um, to handle your stress with his strength and that you can go deeper in the Lord. You know, you look at these statistics that are out there, uh, just very quickly I was looking at some of these and it says that stress is the leading cause out of five, five out of six major diseases, one being heart disease, cancer, strokes, accidents, lower respiratory issues. And it also says that there's an estimated 75 to 95% of doctor visits are stress-related. If you live in America, you're handed a pile of stress because of the demand that's on your life to produce, to work, to show up. And uh, our society is, is stressful. And I think this isn't a surprise to any of us, but what do you do and how do we handle it according to God's word? I, I love this definition of stress. It says this, it says, stress is the gap between the demands placed upon us and the strength that we have to have to meet those demands. Stress is the gap between the demands placed upon us 
and the strength that we have to have to meet those demands. So whenever there's that gap of, here's the expectation, here's the demand that's placed upon me, now what do I do with the gap when I feel inadequate? Or how do I then handle these demands? How do I step up to the plate? How do I be successful in this and not fail or not fall or um, not allow there to be a place of defeat? And I'm here to encourage you today that if you handle your stress with his strength, you're gonna see a different outcome. You're gonna see a wind underneath your wings that you didn't know you even had. You're gonna see dead things come alive in you that stress killed or anxiety or depression. So what do we do with the demands? Think of all the demands of, um, you know, when you're younger, I, I look at my kids and I think of the demands on their life. All they have to do is, is wake up. Their breakfast is going to be served to them. They don't even have to get their own breakfast yet. I'm going to come in, or me and mom are going to get their breakfast ready, or we're, we kind of coach them or push them along through the routine of the day. No stress for a child. But what do we do when we get, um, I know Avery, you're, I think you're in here today. You're about to turn 13. She's got a birthday coming up. Uh, and you want to grow up really quick. I know I did when I was 13. And we kind of believe this lie of once I grow up, then things get better. But then you grow up, you turn 18, you get a job, you go to college, then you get trapped by responsibility and stress you didn't even know that was there. And then you got to figure it out. You got to adult, right? And uh, we kind of look back and so many now of, of having young kids myself, it's, it actually de-stresses when you see your children happy and flourishing and disciplined and um, really being who God created them to be and being the parent that God created you to be and seeing how um, God works through that. But there's a, a slew of things. You, we, could all put, we all have a trigger that brings stress in our life. And I can't touch every specific and every, every trigger, but what I can give you today in God's word are principles of how to handle your stress with his strength. Number one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. God will not give you more than what he can handle. You ever heard this before that, oh, God won't give me more than I can bear? Yes, he does. That is not biblical. You need to know this. I think we love to throw that around and kind of convince ourselves that, you know, God wouldn't put that on me. Now, where we do get this, where you've heard this for, it can be miscategorized or taken out of context, but Paul does say this, in regards, he does not put more on you than you can bear when it comes to temptation. Not circumstances, not stress, not problems, but in regards to temptation. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says this, that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Write that down, underline it, circle it. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able so he doesn't allow you to be tempted upon what you're able, but look what at the solution. But with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Here's my encouragement for you in this text from Paul. Is some of us today are fighting things that God has empowered us to flee from. See, when it comes to temptation, many times we try to fight it. And the way that we fight temptation can be upside down, is you can't fight temptation, you have to flee from temptation. 
And you see all throughout the scripture, one comes to mind, think of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, right? He's tempted to lay in bed with Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife comes into the hall, pulls Joseph's robe, and says, come and lay with me. Does Joseph stand there and try to negotiate with Potiphar's wife? Does he stand there and try to make sense of what happens? What he does is he immediately flees. And we see all throughout the scripture of how you handle temptation is you don't square up and fight it necessarily. You have to flee from it. And I think many times we think that we can fight it when the solution is you have to flee it. If you're tempted on social media, on Instagram, on reels, whatever it is, things that are getting into your eye gate, you have to flee from it, turn it off, delete an app. There's very practical things you can do to not open the door for the enemy. If you um, are struggling uh, to always comment on something or always have an opinion about something, sometimes your way of escape is to simply just shut your mouth, right? Wouldn't the world be a better place if we just shut our mouth and we open our ears? That's why God gave us two ears, one mouth, amen? He always provides a way of escape. And I believe this can be a revelation for somebody. Is something that you're, you're fighting. God's empowered you to flee. That is your fight, is in your flee. So we see that he doesn't put more on us that we can bear in temptation. But he will never give you more than what he can handle. And this connects into of how we deal with stress today and his strength. So we also see Paul talking in 2 Corinthians 1. We read it earlier today for our scripture of the day, but it says this. It says, for we do not want you to be ignorant brothers, and I'll add sisters into this. So much of Paul and how he handles these things is he doesn't want you to be ignorant. The enemy knows if he can keep you in the dark, if he can keep you ignorant, if he can keep you deceived, then he's won the battle in your mind. He's won the battle that's before you because what you don't know can hurt you, right? We're told what we don't know. Oh, ignorance is bliss. No, it's not. In the kingdom of God, ignorance will destroy you. Ignorance will hurt you. So he's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. And he's saying of the troubles which came to us in Asia, you could put troubles that came to you in your workplace, troubles that came to you in your marriage this week, troubles that came to you with your kids. It says we were burdened beyond measure. Ever been at this place before where you're burdened, better yet, burdened beyond measure? What do we do when we are burdened beyond measure? I believe Paul is dealing with, with stress, if not despair. And he says above strength so that we despaired even of life. So we see that he even despaired the future that he saw in front of him because of the burden that was beyond measure. See, when you're stressed or when you're burdened beyond measure, you can't even see hope for tomorrow in your life. It says, yes, we have had the sentence of death in ourselves. So there was a sentence of death. Paul knew that the way he preached, the way that he ministered the word of God, the way in his call in his life, that he could be dead any moment in any day. So you got to think Paul always had in the back of his head, if not the front of his mind, of is this my last day, the sentence of death. And it says that we, though I had the sentence of death, it says that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. 
this is what you got to see here, is the way that Paul dealt with his burden beyond measure is he did not trust in his own strength, but that he trusted not in himself, but in the God who raises the dead. If you're not tracking with me, you better track quick, because if you're going to handle your stress with his strength, it is not in your own strength. It is in the strength of the God who raises the dead. It is in the strength of the God who says, I am the great I am. It is in the strength of the one who says, I cannot just take bad things and make them good. I take dead things and make them alive. This is how you handle your stress in his strength. So I'm here to tell you today, stop praying the problem away and start praying for his strength to handle the problem. This is muscle, this is your faith muscle growing, is you don't grow by staying weak or staying in the corner and looking at your issue and just speaking to your issue. The way that you conquer it is you get up and you begin to work the muscle. You begin to move in faith. You begin to put a little strain on your body. You begin to get yourself out of your comfort zone. And so Paul is saying, at the times of my life, I've been burdened beyond measure. It wasn't anything I had in me. It was getting my strength renewed in him. And this is how I handle the stress in the God who raises the dead. And so I want to encourage you today, if you feel burdened, beyond your ability to bear whatever it is. It's not because all the time you're doing something wrong, but God allows things to come into your life for something that you can't bear, but he can bear. Isn't it amazing when you connect into his strength, you see how big and how powerful your God is. We talked of last week that when God delivers you, he then delivers that anxiety, that stress, that depression, that vice in front of you for then you to take dominion over because you can never take dominion over something that you've never been delivered from. And if we're not gonna settle in the wilderness on what was temporary and God's manna, and we wanna get to the place of what God's promise was, the milk and honey, I'm telling you today, success brings stress in your life. And I see so many people who fall on the mountain of stress. It's too hard, I'm stressed out, I can't do it. And I'm speaking to myself today. But you cannot let stress be the excuse. Go to him and get his strength to handle the stress in your life. The enemy wants to keep you in a pitiful mode when you start to feel stress. Anybody been there before? It's easier to have a pity party, right? Then get up and do what God's requiring of you. So number one, God will not give you more than what he can handle. His shoulders are big. I'm telling you, he can carry it today. Number two is this. When God doesn't remove the struggle, he renews our strength. When he does not remove the struggle, he'll renew your strength. You know the scripture, Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. It says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. You know, when I read this, here's what I, what I hear. Many times we can say, if I was just 10 years younger, if I was 50 pounds lighter, if I had 50,000 more in the checking account, if I had more strength, more energy, more time, then I could handle the battle that's in front of me. Well, the prophet is saying, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But what? We know this. But those who wait on the Lord shall what? shall renew their strength. 
They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run, not be weary. They'll walk and not be faint. You see, the Bible doesn't say, just wait and your struggle is going to get removed. Right? Just seek and your problems will be eliminated. Now, I have come to find that there's times and seasons that the miracle God's doing in your life or our life or in the life of the church, it's pending, right? No one likes the pending status because you don't know if the contract's gonna go through or if the contingency is gonna pull the contract out. It takes a lot of faith when you're pending. And so many of us with God, I believe there's a miracle he wants to get into your life, but you're pending. And he's saying, are you gonna get up and grow up and mature up and step up and get your strength renewed, or are you going to sit because it's pending and it's tough and it's hard and you're going to whine, moan, gripe, and complain? So your miracle could be pending today. Every success requires stress. We've got to know this, and we've got to begin to pray accordingly. That Pastor Joyce would always tell me this, that every blessing carries a burden. You want blessing in your life, then get ready to put a burden on yourself as well. You want that promotion, well, guess what? That's going to require 15 more hours a week. You're going to maybe pull from time with family to put time into work, right? We know all the things of, of how when God begins to move, it usually comes with a burden as well. And where we need to shift our prayer is that God take the struggle that we take it to the Lord and we ask him to increase our strength. I'm here to tell you today that there's some of you, if you would stop complaining about the stress and you would change your prayer to God, increase my strength, this is where you will see the breakthrough. This is where you will see God move for you and with you. Because it's powerful. Every miracle that God does, he doesn't just do it, but he involves and he's always in the details of the miracles because he wants you to get the miracle in you not just him, poof, and make it all go away or clean up our messes. But he teaches us through this. I know this as well, and I pray that this is the kind of church that we are and continue to be. That tough times last, but tougher people last longer. That let's outlast the tough times. Let's be, let's have a grit. Let's not be cowards. Let's be ones who will stand for truth no matter the consequences, no matter the monetary backlash that may happen. But understand that tough times last, but tougher people always last longer. Be resilient. Here's your um, scripture grenade on getting strength. You ready for this? Nadia, try to keep up with me. We're putting you to the test today. Philippians 4.13, you know this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 2 Corinthians 12.9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in what? Your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest upon me. For Samuel 15, 29, and also the strength of Israel will not lie, nor will it relent. For he is not a man that he should relent. This is your God. He does not give up on you. Exodus 15, 2, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. What does the enemy come after when he attacks you? He comes after your strength, and he comes after the song in your mouth. And he has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him. 
my father's God, I will exalt him. I love this one here. Proverbs 24.10. If you faint in the day of adversity, why is this? Your strength is small. I think it doesn't say it any clearer than that. Whatever the adversity is causing you to weary, calling you to faint, I'm telling you, the reality, the revelation, the knowledge, you're walking out your faith, it's because you're not connecting into his strength. The Holy Spirit, if he is our bondage breaker, if he is our power source, the enemy always wants to cut you at the knees and keep the power source from doing what it's designed to do. He wants you to be a vehicle with no diesel, with no gas in it. You're a vehicle, congratulations, but without the fuel, you're nothing. It's worth nothing. Number three is this, is we find God's strategy and God's strength. We find God's strategy and God's strength. You see the challenge that we see and how the enemy works is if you can get, if the enemy can get you in such a place of stress, despair, is what begins to happen is he clouds your judgment. You ever been so cloudy in the mind when you're so stressed? And because you get so cloudy, you then therefore make emotional decisions, not decisions full of wisdom. You begin to think, I'm going to cut and run when it gets tough. You begin to think, is my marriage worth fighting for? Do I fight for my mortgage or do I claim bankruptcy? All of these things, we could go down the list of the the idea of escaping from the pain or from the problem or from the stress looks way more pleasant than sticking in the fight and fighting for that which God blessed you with. But the very thing you prayed for God to bless you with is now the thing that is burning you and praying for escape from. How does that happen? So God's strategy is in his strength. See, many times, and Lord, forgive me because there's times I'm guilty of this, This one hits me hard. But we go to God for strategy when God is saying, I wanna be your source first. How many times do we look for God's strategy? Because when you're pinched, you've gotta make a quick decision. We wanna get the strategy. But if he's not been your source, if he's not been what you've been dependent on, if there's not been time and relationship built into it, then guess what? The strategy won't be there because he's not your source. And in times when God has matured me, it's always keeping the balance in there of he's got to be your source before you ever go for the strategy. We see this in the life of David. It says in 1 Samuel 36, it says, now David was greatly distressed. So here we see another man of God, a man of faith, stressed, Not distressed, but distressed. It says, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Other translation says it was embittered. Every man for his sons and his daughters, but David did what? He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. But we see here that David was embittered. And you look at the time in David's life when he was a fugitive when he was running from Saul, that his life was not getting better, but it was getting worse. And David um, devises this plan because he was tired of hiding in the caves. He was tired of running from Saul. So he says, you know what? I'm going to hide behind enemy lines in the camp of the Philistines. 
And so as David is hiding in the camp of the Philistines, if you read the scripture closely, you will begin to see that he begins to change who he is. As you even look at the timeline, David's not writing the Psalms. He's not writing the songs. That which really God has called him to. Yes, he was an amazing poet and he was a warrior, but it says that he began um, to kill and he began to be really a person that you wouldn't recognize. And you need to know this today. Stress will make you look like someone you're not meant to be. Stress will morph you into someone who is more concerned about just hanging on all the time. It will consume every thought in your life, that it will take away from that which you're calling of a father, a mother, a husband, a wife, of what the Lord has put in your heart. But many times we get stressed from what we run, what we run from instead of, instead of standing up in the strength of God and facing down any giant in our life. You see, if God's people, when they went into the promised land, in the promised land, what they were promised to, it never meant that there was, they were never going to have to face any giants. Some of us think if I can just get to the next season, if the grass over there is greener, if I get the bigger house, if I get the cleaner car, if I get, you know, the promotion, then that'll be the thing that handles the giants in my life. Spoiler alert, it's not how it works. We know this if you've tasted it and if you've done it. But we see here that no matter the situation, David teaches us that in spite of all of this, he strengthened himself in his God. And that is where the power comes from when we strengthen ourselves in the Lord. You see, many times it's easier to go and camp in the land of the Philistines than to struggle against the passions, than to struggle against the sin. It's easy to stay comfortable and hide behind something than struggle against that which the very thing the Holy Spirit wants to set you free from the bondage in your life. See, it's easier. You can even be, as we've talked of in the beginning, play church. You can still be in church and playing church. You can be sitting right now, and there is so much complacency in your life that you're just checking a box. You've done what you've always done. So church attendance, if we can think on this deeper, does not equal spiritual growth. Your engagement, your heart leading in, you taking and having Monday morning faith, not just the Sunday morning experience, is really where the rubber hits the road, the proof is in the pudding. And then this is, again, a challenge for myself and all of us. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, and I want to close, and I want to leave you with these three things today as we look at this. And when we wait on the Lord for his strength, we don't do it in our strength, these are things that we find according to Scripture. Is one, you're going to soar like an eagle. You know, I love with eagles, as you study them, is that when there's the storm that they're flying in, they don't fly in the storm, they rise above the storm. And many times the storms in our life, the pain, the circumstances, the problems in our life, we think if we just fly right through them, we'll have what we need. Many times it's rising above the storm, getting a new perspective, God changing you, working on you, and getting uh, a bird's eye view looking down into the storm. Not to where you're fighting and punching, being emotional, you're full of drama, and you're trying to just make sense of the storm. You gotta get above the storm, and you've gotta soar. This is what our God does. Number two is you're going to surge like an athlete. So you're going to soar like an eagle. 
and then we wanna surge like an athlete. You ever had an emergency? Whenever there's an emergency, it usually requires you to run quickly to it. There's a, a different pace than when you're just walking to work. If there is an emergency with one of your children that you weren't present with who ends up in the hospital, you're dropping everything to go in and handle and to deal with that emergency. And we need to have the pace of there are emergencies around us. And, and quite frankly, stress can be found when we're not prepared for emergencies or don't know how to handle emergencies. Have you seen people in your life when there's an emergency? They might seem calm, sound, collected together, but when emergency hits, they break down and they break out. Because when the pressure is put, that's what reveals what's in us. And if we're gonna have that surge and that strength even when God's people went into the promised land, as you read into the account and the stories, it said, go find six cities of refuge. Because even as God is blessing and God is doing, accidents are still going to happen. Now, if accidents are always happening in your life consistently, you're always breaking something, failing, or there's sin in your life, these accidents, then, um, or you're constantly falling, then I would say it's connected to a deeper issue, but understand that in God's kingdom, accidents are going to happen. And just because accidents happen doesn't mean that it's a sign of failure or whatever, but you need to have the surge and the strength to handle the accident and meet the pace that the accident requires. Because it's even in that this is where we usually fail, this is usually where we fall, because it's unexpected and we don't feel like we have what we need of, what we need to handle it. I believe God will give you feet of a deer, like it says in Isaiah, that you won't get tired, that you will resolve, you will be refined when you deal with the stress and his strength. Number three, and I think this is the hardest one, Corey and Bree, if you help me close today, is you will stick like a soldier. You will stick like a soldier. You'll follow your commanding orders. You'll march in any kind of weather. You won't be a fair weather Christian, right? You're gonna have staying power. You don't cut and run when life gets tough, when things don't make sense. But you learn to stick. You know, as I said earlier, let us not be the Christians when we burn only when something is burning in our life. And this always hurts my heart because you just get a portion of who God is when he's always just rescuing you from something or pulling you out of a pit from something. But it's getting into the everyday discipline of a walk with God that even when your life does start burning, you don't have to burn in the process of it. You can be like that eagle that soars above, that you can ride the storm because his strength is empowering you. You know, I love this because God's presence doesn't just give you wings in the storm. God's presence gives you courage to stick every day. Because here's where I think we look to the emergencies, we look to the calamity when the big things happen in life. But what do you do when the enemy starts to attack your routine, attack your mundane? I found that that which we get complacent with, um, that which, uh, yeah, that, that which we get complacent with um, life gets pretty predictable. And when life gets predictable, some of us don't know how to deal with unless there's drama going on in our life. We don't know what to do if there's not a crisis all the time. 
can you just enjoy when you have peace and not have to jump out of it because it's boring today or I need some kind of drama to get me a little high to get through the day. And I'm telling you, when you're a soldier and you have the sticking power and the mindset of a soldier, you don't need all the little highs and the new stuff and all the, the things that temporary fixes, but you can have this consistent strength that no matter the season, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, if life is complacent or it feels predictable, you don't have to jump out of it to feel like you're alive. You don't have to numb yourself with alcohol just to get through it. You don't have to pull the drugs out to feel like you have hope or chance. But you can have sticking power because you're connected in to his strength. So God will not give you more than what he can handle. Amen. When God doesn't remove the struggle, he renews your strength. And God's strategy is in God's strength today. You know, I've found that what really draws the line of a soulless Christian and one who walks in the spirit is if you wanna be a, a true spirit-filled Christian, and again, this is a challenge for all of us, is do not be the Christian that has to get kicked all the time, that has to be pushed into what God is doing, but when you have the consistent burn, it doesn't take you a lot to sense God is here, God is moving, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. You don't have to be pushed by your pastor all the time. You don't have to be encouraged by your prayer warriors all the time. But you have a relationship with God for yourself and all the other stuff is an additive to what is already in you. Now don't get me wrong, in seasons of immaturity or when we need the church to come around us, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that when something happens, you quick and you turn and you run to something or someone else instead of first going saying, is this an opportunity to renew my strength in the Lord? I'm telling you, if you start there, God is your source, strategy will come. You're gonna soar like an eagle, you're gonna surge like an athlete, and you're gonna stick like a soldier. I'm telling you what the Lord has called this house to, you're gonna have to stick like a soldier. Don't allow boredom to lead you back into bondage. I'm bored, God's not doing anything in my life, why is God silent? Many times that spirit of boredom can be the bait to get you back into bondage. You know what, I have the credit available on my credit card, let's just swipe it and deal with it later. Right, you've been there before? So don't, <laughs> amen. Don't allow the boredom to lead you back into bondage. I'm telling you, these are very simple things, but if we're not aware and we don't stay prayed up and we don't stay strengthened up in this, these can be the little foxes, like it says in Song of Songs, that will spoil the whole vine. Let's be faithful like the clock that keeps ticking. We stay in our lane, we do our job, we trust in the Lord, we renew our strength. And sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do, the most God-honoring thing you can do is stay on your post. Even when it hurts, when it doesn't make sense, 
when you feel justified why you can leave or why you can cut, why you can run. I'm talking from experience. The most spiritual thing you can do is stay at your post because it's in that God teaches you. He's taught me this. Cling to his strength and in his strength, it will renew everything that God wants to do. If you'd stand to your feet this morning, I wanna pray for you. Amen. Was that for somebody today? We, we know Pearl got it. Did anybody else get it? <laughs> Pearl gets every message, I tell you. But I want you just to close your eyes for a moment and let's just ask the Holy Spirit, what does this message mean for me today? What does he wanna speak to me today? Where are the places in my life that I need to shift the burden, that the stress is here, but he will never put more on me than what he can handle. God is bigger than your pain today. He's bigger than the cancer. He is a healer. He sets you free, he is your redeemer. He will liberate you. Father, I ask that right now, as you're putting these points of stress, wherever the trigger is, God, we're not gonna pray it away, but we're gonna pray, renew my strength so that I can handle the stress. So in the name of Jesus, Father, we're connecting into the power of the Holy Spirit right now. And Father, I ask, that you deploy your Holy Spirit into the stressful places of our life. And Father, it's not us asking for more of you. You are looking back at us and saying, yield more of yourself to me. So right now we humbly, but strategically pray, we are yielded people. We are flawed people, we are sinful people, and we need a savior who will save his people from our sin. So Father, we thank you that you are in the business of saving that which is broken, lost, defeated, dormant, destroyed. You are the God, as Paul says, who brings dead things to life. If our despair seems beyond measure today, if there's anyone here today who says, Pastor, I am beyond stress. I am in a place of despair. Well, this word is for you. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Get up, keep fighting, do not give up. Father, we strengthen ourselves in you. We wanna be clothed in you. Strengthen every mother today who's faithfully raising their babies, every father who's providing and protecting, every marriage that is serving one another, is caring and, and maintaining a home and being faithful to God's house, all the things of sticking like a soldier. Sometimes those that stick get overlooked to the ones who cry, whine, and gripe. God, we don't wanna be defeated in our song and in our strength. We wanna be renewed in it. I pray today you begin to put the song of your spirit deep within our heart. So when wickedness in our culture, when movements try to knock on the door to say, take the bait of this, that we know what the song of the Lord is, that Christ is our strength. We lift our hands right now and surrender.
And just begin in your own words, just begin to whisper. Say, Holy Spirit, I trust you. Renew my strength. Empower me. God, in places of temptation, let me not sit and try to fight it, but let me flee from it. We rebuke the temptation, yes, but many times it has to be fleed from. So God, we thank you for strengthening our perspective, for sharpening our sword today. Holy Spirit, this is a church full of Christians who can handle anything and everything, not in our strength, but in our Father's strength. Not in our strength, but the Spirit's strength. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this promise. We thank you that this can be a, a sermon where Jesus brings us to the place of where the battle changes, that the enemy might have won the battle along the way, but you always win the war. You're a fighter. As we honor the Lord's body and his blood, the covenant, you can take and prepare the communion elements today. He's the same God today. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't change? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Scriptures say that it was his body broken for you. Christ hung on that cross. He took the whipping post, which was not five minutes, but he took it for hours. He hung on and did not let go so that you would know how strong your Savior is and that there is strength so available to you, men and women of God, that if you will seek him and ask, renew it, the strength of Christ will fill your life. But we can never get the strength unless his body was broken for you today. So we break the body and Lord, we honor the body of Christ. We honor the work on the cross. Let us carry our cross. Let us crucify our cravings. Let us never take light what you paid in blood for. As we take the body today, Jesus. Father, we thank you we're a covenant people. It's not based on a contract. If you do everything right, we thank you, Lord, that even in our sinfulness, our wickedness, our pain, that when we are running from you, our God is in a covenant where he is wooing and drawing and loving and serving us in spite of our sin. But God, when we come to the revelation of this, when we've been forgiven of much, it then puts a fire in us to then go and love much. So Father, as we lift the cup of Christ, we lift the precious blood of Jesus that flows to the lowest parts of our life. God, I pray that as we take this cup, that it be a reminder of the strength we have against the stress. That stress is not the final word today, but the strength of Christ is. So Father, we take this covenant up today in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Jesus you can be seated for just a moment and 
yes. And as Bree sings this song and allow it to minister to you, we're going to prepare to give real quick. And we're so thankful for how God is providing and how he's moving. And um, our hope is in the month of October, as we fire up our men's get-togethers, we're going to be doing a short 15-minute devotional and then we're gonna be putting a power tool in your hand and we're gonna start some demo on our new church sanctuary. You guys ready for that? I think that's gonna be a good, good men's night. So come ready. We'll have the gojo, we'll have the overalls, we'll have the tools, but it's exciting times and, and understand that is God is moving personally in your life, moving corporately in this church, the mission and the focus. And um, I think it's powerful when we can put our hands to it and play a part in it. You're not just giving into it, but you're getting your hands dirty on it. That you're gonna get some cuts and some nicks and some scars and be reminded of what it takes to, to get a building up in the air, to get a, a house for God, for all that he's gonna do in the days ahead. So these are exciting times, but these are pending times. This church is in a pending season and in a, in a sermon like this, a message like this, allow him to strengthen you because the manna that got us here will not sustain us there. This is in any, any part of our life. So I'm expecting more of myself, expecting more of all of us, that we serve with excellence, that we give generously, that we trust in God. No gimmicks, no manipulation in this church. Never has been, never will be but that you take him at his word. And if he said it, I believe it. That's how we've, I've always lived my life. Our families is strive to live our life. And if you live with what he says, the God of provision, the God of more than enough will always be there right on time. He's never early, he's never late. The hardest part is he's right on time. So as the ushers come, we'll give and then we'll end with a song and then Bree. Um, bless us today. So Father, we thank you for the joy to give today. I thank you for this house. I thank you that you are our source. God, everyone bringing the tithe into the storehouse today. God, the scripture says in Malachi that you will rebuke the devourer. If we have money stress, a lot of the times the physical act of money is not the problem. It's the heart behind the money. God, you give us this to tackle greed, to keep money in its rightful place. Jesus, you said that wherever your treasure is, there your heart follows. So whatever you put your time, your talent, and your treasure in, that is the inclination, that is the pathway the heart follows. So Jesus, we want our hearts to follow Christ, to be all about his church, our Father's business. And God, it's a joy to give of our time, of that which we've treasured, and God, to bring back the tithe into the house today. Bless all those that are trusting in you in their seasons and their circumstances. Strengthen this area of their life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my
as I sing this please come and do that we humble ourselves before the presence of the Lord the strongest place we'll ever be is not standing but on our knees so in a fight So when I fight 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We pray it encouraged, uplifted, and challenged you to become more like Christ. We would love to hear from you. You can email your prayer request to prayer at gpcky.com. Loving our podcast? Take a moment and like and subscribe on our YouTube channel to stay up to date with all of our new content. Thanks for listening.